You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Ex-leader David Seymour says his party's approach to welfare is about mutual obligation. The party's policy includes giving doctors powers to pick up on fraud, ensure people are on the right benefit, and are meeting any job-seeking obligations. It also means that people with drug addiction could risk losing the benefit if they don't engage in services or look for work. ACT Party leader David Seymour joins me now. A very good morning to you. Good morning to you, Kerry. I thought that I was reasonably hardline until you articulated a policy that has a real chance of coming into effect. Aren't people with drug addictions ill? Well, yes, but also they can get better. So there's a person who will make the argument, well, a person who's got a drug addiction uh, is not rational, therefore there's no point in trying. I have the view that a person can at least decide Uh, Do they want to keep receiving free money from every other taxpayer in the country? Uh, And if they are, uh, are they prepared to actually take some treatment and at least make an attempt? Because everybody else is having to make pretty major efforts uh, to get by in this country. And it only seems fair uh, that so should somebody who's receiving that free money. I totally understand that. There are people who have never put a foot wrong, who have lived blameless lives, who are really doing it tough right now. And I can understand the frustration, especially when we've seen so much money wasted over the years. But where are these rehab programs of which you speak? Because the people I have spoken to on on this radio station have really struggled to get help for the people they love. Like the six to 12 month waiting lists, even the private ones that cost a fortune, there's waiting lists for them as well. Yeah, well, ACT also has a policy that would improve the access to rehab for addictions and mental health. That's about M hands. It means changing the way that we fund this stuff. Uh, we have one person uh, or one organisation, Mental Health and Addictions New Zealand, uh, that has the sole responsibility for distributing funds in order that things that work uh, get more money, uh, things that don't, don't. And so if somebody like Gumboot Friday came along and said, we've got a proposition, we think it can work, uh, we'd actually give them a go. At the moment, I think the whole system uh, is far too bureaucratic, uh, it's far too sclerotic, and as a result, uh, people with ideas that can work don't get a go. Uh, Other stuff that doesn't work gets funded year after year. And we believe that we can restructure and get a much better result that way. But we've had psychologists, I've had psychologists ring me saying that they cannot see people now unless they are young, Māori or Pacifica, because there is so much demand for service and there aren't enough of them. Well, I agree with that. But ultimately, you know, we we can only start with where we are. Um, And our view is that if we were to make sure that Uh, The funding mechanism targets what works, uh, does it as efficiently as possible, uh, then you're going to start finding yourself in a better place. At the present time, uh, we've got a system uh, that is far too lacking in innovation, uh, doesn't allow new services that might see more people more efficiently uh, to rise to the surface. Uh, And that's what our Mental Health Addictions New Zealand policy uh, would do. It would give new people an opportunity to have a go uh, and it would make sure that stuff that doesn't that doesn't keep getting funded. That that's the best you can do, uh, given the constraints that we have. Uh, but we believe it would make it possible uh, for more people to get help. Okay, if we're going to be looking at, at new ways of approaching it, what about the Portuguese way of of you know, 
decriminalising all drugs and and giving addicts assistance in terms of supplying the drugs to get them off it. Taking it out of the hands of the gangs would appeal enormously too. Well, I think that that's a separate debate about what should be the policy on drugs, um, whether they're legal or illegal, they're still doing harm. And what we're really thinking about here is what should be the role of the welfare system? Should it continue um, to fund somebody, give them free money every fortnight uh, when they can't actually even make the effort uh, to get help when it's available? I take your point, if there's no help available, then they can't really be uh, deemed to be refusing it. Um, but if it is available and they're refusing it, uh, then I think it's actually irresponsible uh, for the taxpayer to be forced to continue subsidising that choice and that's what ACT would stop. There's a few other things we'd do. Uh, we'd also say that for people who have non-addiction reasons for being on a long-term benefit, uh, we'd say, look, we're going to actually have designated doctors that they see uh, who assess them and make the decision independently uh, from the person standing over them. Because right now, in theory, to keep getting a benefit long-term because of incapacity, you must have a medical certificate um, but there's no systematic way of ensuring that there's not uh, a better way for them to keep working. At the moment, uh, we have uh, five, about 4,000 people uh, who are on a long-term benefit due to stress. 70% of those uh, have been on a benefit for more than five years uh, due to stress. So we say they should have to see a designated doctor periodically, uh, and that doctor should be able to go away and privately advise Ministry of Social Development, uh, whether or not they really can work or whether they need more assistance so they can work, rather than sign a form with the person standing over them, because your yep. average GP is just so overworked. Yep. They'll say, oh, we're just going to get you out of here so I can see my next patient and the one after that and the one after that. Um, so we've got to do better here. And People say, how are you going to fund it? These designated doctors could get one in 70 people they see off a benefit and back into work. Uh, they would pay for themselves. When it comes to stress, do you understand it? Anxiety and stress? I mean, so many, and especially young people, are experiencing that. I've had people ring me who say that they they cannot go to work some days. Like three or four days, they just disappear because they cannot face the office. And I I, I don't get that. I, I don't understand it. Oh, there's no question that it's real for people and that it can be debilitating. And I've known people that have gone through those sorts of circumstances. But I mean, if we look at the we former have, leader of the of the National Party, you know, there's no denying that that man was clearly unwell and unable to work through stress. Well, well that's certainly true. But I'd also note that he, he came back to work yeah. uh, within a few weeks and performed... Um, people would say, well, as an MP, in fact, some people, uh, although I didn't see it, say that he had the best uh, speech of the year in Parliament a mm. few weeks ago. So you know, I think the point there is that, yes, it's real for people, but it's also possible to recover. And my question is, well, my challenge is, should government policy assume that people are forever victims? Or should it be based on the idea that people can make a difference in their own lives and the values of government policy should be about self-improvement. That's what X stands for. We want lower taxes so you keep more of your own money. We want tougher penalties so people who commit crimes uh, face uh, tougher uh, tough face consequences. You, you know, this, this but is why a not go over that the, we can actually make a change. Why not go after the, the gangs that perpetuate and, and profit off this misery? The, the, well, the poor numpties down the bottom are the ones that 
you know, are, are fueling the chrome-plated motorcycles? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you know, that is also a, a policy that uh, ACT has developed over the last couple of years in response to the anguish that people have about these numpties, as you call them, that are terrorising society and profiting off to, to, um, dealing drugs and intimidating people just going about their everyday life. So, yes, we would hit the gangs where it hurts by making it easier to take uh, their money. We would institute gang control orders, giving young people an off-ramp from joining the gang lifestyle. And we would ultimately reform welfare, education, housing and the economy so that people have a chance to do better in the formal legal economy rather than a situation where in some parts of New Zealand a kid's best prospect really is yeah, uh, being is. a mob mm. prospect. But the only thing I'd say about people getting better is I think you'd agree that Todd Muller had access to the best possible care. He was in a he had an employer that was understanding. He was in a privileged position to be able to seek specialist help. Sure, if all that help was available to everybody in New Zealand who was suffering stress, anxiety or drug addiction, great. But it isn't. Well, I don't think it's a matter of choice. I mean, oftentimes actually spending a bit more at the right time can save you in the long term. So I just make the point that you know, doing proper systematic assessments of people who claim uh, a benefit because they are long-term unwell, uh, that can very easily pay for itself. You know, if doctors could get one in 70 people that they assess um, back into work, uh, that would pay for itself straight away. Now, of course, the doctor might assess that they need extra help, um, but that could pay for itself too. Uh, it's not hard to imagine if it's one in 70 people to break even. So, you know, I, I agree with you that there needs to be support. And I agree with you that the mental health system has been pretty straight. Mm. Um, but ACT is a party that actually has fresh new ideas uh, to bring real change in each of these areas. Because we, we're in a bit of a rut as a country. I mm. mean, things are, you know, tougher than they have been for a long yep. time. And it's going to take that simple idea that a person can make a difference in their own lives uh, to fix our economy, to fix our society, and again make New Zealand the first world country in an island paradise that we dream of ourselves as being. Because right now we're just being told, look, it's either red or blue and we'll borrow and hope and see what goes on. Um, I'm more ambitious for New Zealand than that, and that's why I'm asking people to stand with me and trust party vote acts with their vote. There we go. That's your payment. Thank you very much, David. David Seymour, Act Party Leader. What do you make of that? For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.